Hello, everybody. Welcome to tonight's edition of From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. Very nice to have you with us. And tonight we talk Varsity Cup Rugby. And I'm here in Cape Town and I can still hear the party in Potchestrom after the victory by the Eagles over the Ikeys. I can't say I'm too happy about the Cape Town side being beaten, but be that as it may, we have to give people an opportunity in Potchestrom to celebrate occasionally. So tonight we're talking to Burger Front of Estes and the head coach and Rian Swisher is the captain. Gentlemen, hello, welcome. And I guess the celebrations are still very fresh in your minds. Yeah, thank you so much. Really appreciate this. Um, yeah, celebrations still going on. I don't think it's really sunk in yet, but we'll most probably get there sometime. And from a captain's point of view, Ruan, highlight of your career so far, I guess? Yeah, most certainly. We've waited a while for this one, and I don't think there's anything bigger than uh, winning Varsity Cup while playing for your university. So we'll get back to the captain in a moment, but Berger, let's just go back. This Varsity Cup has been absolutely unbelievable for South African rugby when we go back all those years where the Ikes and the Schimlers and the Martys and those teams used to play each other in an Easter competition in Durban. And then it seemed as though varsity rugby kind of like disappeared. So it has been a huge flip and a magical boost for rugby and for varsities as well. Yeah, it has been. Um, it's just, uh, you know, from the, the onset of the start of this competition with uh, Francois Dijkstra-Bosman, um, I honestly think it's one of the best competitions that we have in South Africa at this stage. It's a breeding ground for, you know, talent, for guys to go, you know, to further honours. Um, it's just something that every varsity and every player that can play varsity cup are looking forward to. It's absolutely huge, and we're really privileged you know, to, to have won this this time. And when you look at the, the way the game is played, um, if I say free-flowing rugby, I think I'm underestimating the excitement and how the ball is tossed around and the, the, the way that the players have grasped running, entertaining rugby. I think South African student rugby was, was, was always about, you know, that's the old adage that you, you talk about student rugby and student rugby is, a, is where you use the ball more, you want to score tries, it's a free-flowing game. But obviously, you know, the length of this competition, which is very short, it's just seven league games that you play. Um, somewhere, somehow along the line, you also need to, you know, to adapt to that. You need to win, you cannot lose. So it's always that old thing about, you know, giving the ball air, playing attractive rugby and also winning the game. And rugby has changed so much in that way. The defences are so good. You, you, need to, you need to do something else. You need to adapt to, to whatever, the, you know, the opp- opposition throws at you. This uh, competition is every single university can beat you any single Monday. There's, um, I'm absolutely sure about that, that um, although we and Ike's win the, in the final it could have been, you know, two other teams as well. This is how tight and how competitive this competition is. Ruan, obviously the, the step up from schoolboy rugby to university rugby is now a much bigger step than it has been before. Uh, was this the biggest uh, crowd that you've played in front of yourself and the rest of the team? Uh, yeah, certainly. Um, it's not the biggest crowd in terms of attendance and stuff like that, but the, the uh, vibe they bring to the university and to the field is the best I've ever seen and ever played before. It, obviously, we talk about the 60 or in rugby, the 23rd man. Um, your supporters on, on the final, the night of the final, were incredible. I mean, it was just like 
where all these people come from? Um, you know what, Louis, it's a very interesting thing. Uh, we don't have a really big stadium. So throughout this this competition, you know, when the tickets uh, go on sale at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, at uh, one minute past three, 5,000 tickets have been sold. And then there's still, you know, inquiries from about 16,000 people to to get tickets. So it's um, we need to understand that Porch is a student town. Um, so one of the things that we said from day one also is we're not only representing ourselves and we're not only representing the Northwest University, we're representing, you know, alumni all over the world and obviously and definitely the town. Um, we need to make the town proud. Uh, it's a very proud town, very proud university and thankful that we could do that. What's different, uh, Ruan, in terms of the support that the rugby at the university level gets compared to, if I may add, Curry Cup rugby and even franchise rugby in South Africa? Because it seems as though we are struggling to get people into the stadiums outside of the Cape Town Stadium and maybe at Loftus. Uh, yet you guys, have, as, as, as Berger just said, I mean, within one minute you sell everything out. What's different, do you think, that brings the crowds in? Uh, I think, like um, Coach Berger said, um, it's a student town and it's a student competition. All the universities, this um, the students need and wants an opportunity to go and do something. And why not watch Boston Cup rugby? It's exciting rugby. And um, I think it's a different style of being there in Curry Cup. I think it's a bit more, um, uh, how can you say, pleasing. A lot better free flow rugby, I think, than some of the Curry Cup games. Berger, when we look at the difference between varsity rugby and franchise and Curry Cup rugby, Take us through a couple of the differences in terms of the laws of the game that you guys have had for this season. Well, I think that some of the laws that's already been used in URC rugby did not apply to us you know, this year, especially the, the goal line drop-in situation. But obviously we have other rules. I think the two of the most important ones are that um, the scrum-off cannot defend past the, you know, the mouth of the scrum. So that affords a bit of a more free-flowing free situation. It, it also affords you a bit of an attacking situation. I think it's easier to get the scrum off out of the game, you know, if he, if he, if he cannot follow the, the opposition scrum off. And the other one, obviously, is the, the free catch that you can catch anywhere on the field. So in looking at that situation, um, the reason for the free catch, obviously, is to let the guys kick less, um, to keep ball in hand and to play more ball in hand. But I think if you look at the semi-final, especially against Martis, um, there was a hell of a lot of kicking in the game still um, because it's still about territory. You just, you just need to kick better. You need to kick more clever. You need to catch grass when you kick um, so that you can still play that kicking uh, kicking game as well. So um, it takes a, a bit of it out of the game, the free catch. But um, I don't think it really takes kicking really out of the game. I'm glad you brought kicking up because if we go back, and I think you and I most probably know much better than what Ruan does, but when you looked at uh, years gone by when uh, the Tuckies played, they had a certain fly-off by the name of Nas Buerta, who is inside and outside centre, were introduced to him off the field because the ball never got to him. The way you're coaching now, that style is completely different to the way... Traditionally, South African rugby always was get the ball to the fly-off, kick it up, and the outside centres and the wingers occasionally got the ball and were more defenders. Um, yeah, uh, we all know that Nas was an absolute genius in, in, in what he did. 
but we also need to remember, Louis, that that's years ago. And I think the most important thing that changed in rugby is defences. Um, I think defences are so much better. They are so much, so much more structured, um, so much more physical. The game is, is, is more physical. Um, but I still believe, and if you, if you look back at our 2019 World Cup successes, we still kick a lot. We, we still play in, you know, in the, the correct half of the field. Um, it's, it's part of our DNA. And, and as I said to you, there's, there's really still space for a, for a, for a fantastic kicking game, which uh, Nas obviously was the best of. So, Ruan, let's talk about the team. It's the celebrations, obviously, as we've mentioned, are most probably going to go on for another couple of weeks. Um, but the composition of the side, very much the new South Africa, isn't it? Um, yes, um, we've got a, a good team, a good squad, uh, people from a lot of different backgrounds. And I think that uh, coming together enabled us to understand each other better, learning from each other, learning from each other's cultures, enabled us to be more closer and um, strengthen our brotherhood. I think that's something that people who watch the game don't seem to realize is that playing rugby is kind of as much as it is a, a game of one team trying to beat another team. The end of the day, as the final whistle blows, you're making friends for life when you play rugby. The camaraderie between teams is something that all other sports should actually look at and try and emulate. Yeah, it's like um, Coach Burgess always says, rugby is the best game there is. It teaches you a lot about life. And at the end of the day, the, um, rugby always wins. So doing that and getting a few friends along the way, keeping them for life is certainly one of the best things there is and one of the main reasons why I think a lot of us still play rugby. So what are the aspirations then? You now play Varsity Cup Rugby. You've now obviously got the pinnacle of winning the Varsity Cup. Rugby that rocks. Uh, for you as a player, what is the aspiration going forward? Hopefully I can go and play somewhere a bit higher, um, higher level, maybe a curry cup team or something like that, and keep on bowling from there and see where rugby leads. Um, I'm going to keep on working hard uh, no matter what. So hopefully one day we can, I can wear the green and gold. That's obviously the the main goal of every young South African boy. Berger, how difficult is it for a coach like yourself when you have these young kids uh, coming into the varsity team, obviously with all the money that there is involved in rugby, trying to keep them level-headed, um, and most importantly for you, to try and keep them in Potchestrom. I mean, it can't be easy. No, it's not. Um, but, I, but I need to be, to be brutally honest as well. During the campaign and when we started, there was there was no influence at all about money, about higher aspirations. Uh, I really think, and I, we were blessed that that everybody in the group, in a bigger group of thirty six guys, bought into the system, bought into the culture, bought into what we wanted to achieve. Um, I can honestly say that there was no way, no how, was there anything about leaving, about going to for more money to a, to another place. Everything was focused absolutely on the final. I know that there was a there's a a couple of guys that really um, they they received um, you know contract negotiations started with those guys about higher honours and going to to, to to other franchises, but they they paid their dues for the Northwest University. I think ninety eight ninety nine percent of the team was guys that started with us from the under nineteen levels. 
so they've they've paid their dues. They they left their blood and their sweat out on the field and accumulated to a to a huge victory, not a huge victory, but a fantastic victory on, on Monday evening. So if there are guys bound for high honors, it's just something that we embrace and something that we're very thankful for and something that we are very proud of. And you should be, but realistically you are a feeder to future rugby stars in South Africa, not just you, but all the varsity franchises. We are. And, and I think that's a fantastic thing. Um, it's, a, it's, again, saying it's a brilliant competition. And, and if you look at, um, at the number of guys who played Varsity Cup who went on to you know, play for the Springboks in the end, um, it is a breeding ground. It, it is a situation. So in the end, we all serve the one king, and that's rugby. And, and we all serve South African rugby and everything for the betterment of the Springboks. If, if you look at Tikis, and there's a lot being said about Tikis and the unfortunate situation that just happened now, um, we need to understand that Tickies, for the past two years that they were Basti Cup champions, they probably lost 20, 22, 25 players to, to, to higher franchises. So it's a building process that needs to start again every single time. But as I said, you know what, all, all, all in the end for South African rugby. And if you can make the Springboks better, um, the preparation that we give guys, you know, on a, on a younger level, that's absolutely fantastic. Going back over the years, the, the breeding ground uh, traditionally for Springbok rugby was most probably Western Province, Northern Transvaal, and to a lesser extent Transvaal, uh, equating to Lions, Bulls, and Province. It's so different now, isn't it, um, with this competition? And when you look at the state of Tucky's rugby, as you mentioned, how many of their players have moved on to higher level um, – it must be difficult for you as a coach every year to have to pretty much have a relatively new team. I think it is, and that's part of the challenge of, of the Varsity Cup. Um, and if I look at our teams now and I look at the, all the things coming out of the different boardrooms about maybe Varsity Cup and, and a couple of changes concerning Varsity Cup and rules and stuff, um, obviously next year for us will also be a, a whole brand new team and a whole building process that needs to start from, from day one. But I think what, what we do here in, in, in Poch and the Northwest University is we're fortunate that our young guns in the final on Monday against Martis. We really have competent players and really competent coaches that, that work with the young guys. Our recruitment is, a, is something that we take very seriously, you know, and, and uh, we buy into the same structures, into the same culture. Um, so, yes, it will be a challenge. It's not easy when you lose 60% or 70%, whatever the situation might be of your team. But I think this, this is the nature of the beast, and we need to embrace this and start working again next year with, with the youngest coming through our system, which is also a fantastic opportunity. Ruben, I don't want to sound like your dad now, but uh, I guess uh, the rugby sort of a little bit to the side for a few weeks and, and maybe a bit of studying. What are you, what are you actually studying to become? <laughs> um, I got my degree in human movement science and psychology. I'm currently studying, doing my business management diploma. So luckily for me, I only have one subject left uh, this semester for the whole year. So I'm not that busy at the moment. Rugby is my, will be pretty much the only main thing I focus on at this stage, to be honest. Well, what other games do the Eagles play now through the rest of the year? Or is that it for, for, for varsity rugby? No, Louis, um, it just continues. There's, there, there's no, no end to this. Um, starting on this Saturday, the university are playing the, the Pirates Grand Challenge, 
we've been playing in the, in the Joburg League now for a couple of years. Very fortunate that they accommodate us there. So, you know, we are playing um, UJ at UJ on Saturday afternoon. So there's no rest for the weekend. And what kind of crowds do you guys get? Because we don't see those games on television as much as we do see uh, the Varsity Cup. Ron, are there still, is there still a big support for you guys? Uh, yes, especially um, here at the Fani. Um, the people, like I said a bit earlier, they, they want to do something during the day. So they go and watch on rugby that we play on Saturday. So the, it's not as much spectators as Varsity Cup, but it is really still special to play uh, on a Saturday in front of the um, well, full Fani. So talk to us about some of the players and the characters in the team. I mean, as captain, it's always difficult. You've kind of like got to put you know, that uh, that captain face forward. But I guess in a, in a varsity team, there must be like in any team, but particularly in a varsity team, there's a couple of jokers and a couple of guys that do the odd thing here and there. And then, of course, you obviously have to, as captain, I guess, keep them together because these are young guys, 19, 20, 21. And at that age, you want to have a bit of fun. You're not necessarily playing it because of your profession going forward. You're starting to be something else. Tell us a bit about the players in the team. Uh, yeah, first of all, it's really true. I myself was, I think, a few years ago, one of those guys fooling around, joking, not focusing that much. But yeah, no, it's quite easy. Um, our team, the whole squad decided that we were going to buy in and believe in ourselves and win this thing. So to be honest, this year, don't think we need to be that, um, how can I say? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so um we believed and we knew we were going to make sacrifices by doing the right thing and recovery and stuff like that. So there is a few jokers and we know when to enjoy ourselves and when we need to focus and work hard. And let's go back to you, Berger. One of the things that I've always been an advocate of, um, and I know the world has changed, but for me, if you win or you're top of the log at the end of the season, for me, you should be the champions. Now, it would have been a travesty of justice you guys did all the hard work, got to the top of the table, and you could have so easily, as you mentioned, been knocked out in the semi-final. I guess that would have been a great disappointment. Um, do you think the format is something that is is the right format? And I know it's easy for you to now answer because you have won, but it would have been rather difficult after the hard work, top of the table, then to have not lifted the trophy. Louis, yes. If you asked me this question two weeks ago, I would have told you a semi-final and a final is a total waste of time. <laughs> um, so it's it, it really was it was two tough weeks. It's one thing to play at home in a semi-final, and another thing to play at home in a final. But we also need to understand that there's a huge amount of pressure on a young couple of guys, you know, who must who must really pull together and, and get to a result. I saw an email this morning that was sent uh, from the management of the Northwest University, and I, and I can be I can quote it. Totally wrong now. But just concerning the final, it reached, and again, I can be totally wrong, but if I understand that correctly, it reached 16 million people in South Africa, the final, in various ways, through various medias. Um, social media, obviously, for, uh, you know, through the television coverage that there was. So if you look at that, you look at what happened here on the Fani on Monday evening, you looked at the elation, you looked at the support, you looked at the the amount of guys that came out and who wanted to come out and, and watch this. They, then, then you understand that it's students, four students, we are students, 
and it's just it's just amazing. So the, the, I suppose there must be a semi final and final. Um, if we if we came third in the you know in the in the league or with the fixtures on the log in the end, I would op- obviously promote the semi final and the final always. So, so beggars can't be choosers. So I think it's an important thing. Um, I, I think that what, what we also need to understand is you know these thirty six guys in the in the bigger squad. They all stay in different residences, um, you know. And when there's a semi-final and a final, you know, those residences come out in force, and 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 they need this and they want this. I think Poch came to a complete stand still on Monday. Um, so the question again, yes, I think there should be a semi-final. There, there should be a final, um, but I think there must be a rule somewhere in the in the in the whole thing that the guys. Finish top of the lock must win the final. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is a podcast, but when we record this interview, I can actually see the people that we're interviewing. And Berger, you didn't see it, uh, but Ruan, all the blood drained out of his face when you said 16 million people. He kind of like when I saw his face, like, oh my goodness. I mean, it's life changing, Ruan. What, what's, how's it been? I know it's only two days since the final, but I mean, it must be more difficult for you and your teammates to walk around on campus. It must be high fives and congratulations. It must be amazing. Yeah, it is, it's really amazing. There's um, no words to describe really how we feel. Um, I've met, I think, the most people I've ever met in my life for the past two days greeting me, saying thank you for the victory and all we can say is thank you for their support. Um, I think it's going to go on for a while. I think um, the people we met, the friends we made along the way is going to be there forever. And I'm really, really excited to go out and into town again and see what, what's happening over there. And then from your point of view, Berger, I mean, it must be great to have this victory under the university's belt in terms of you trying to entice good rugby players from good schools to not only come and play for you, but more importantly, to register at the university? I, I think it is. Um, I think there were various studies being done about the marketing value of Varsity Cup and, and the successes with that. Um, I really think it is. Um, again, for a smaller university, for a small town, our three campuses that we have, the support that we that we got from management, and I, I need to, to emphasize this, the support that we got from the from the management of the Northwest University was, was immense. Pulled out all the stops to put on a fantastic semi-final and a final, and they supported us throughout the whole campaign. Um, so basically feeling that in kind with what we achieved, we, we can give a little bit back for marketing value, and this will definitely help. A recruitment process about getting young guys to the university, um, you know, talented young schoolboys to come to come play at, at the Northwest University, and, and that will help us a lot on the, on the longer run. And if I may say, um, having seen some of the facilities that you have there, they are world class for all sorts of sports, and some of the best athletes in the world come and train in Pochestrum um, as a coach, not just for the rugby side. Um, but it must be a huge benefit to be able to attract young sportsmen and women, let's not forget, to Pochestrum, even though, it, like you keep saying, it's a small place. But I've had a party or two after a game at Orland Park in years gone by, and it's kind of rocks. Excuse the pun, it's not just vastly rugby that rocks. 
Um, and I know there's three males on the show, but my goodness, there's some beautiful ladies in your town, if I may say. Um, uh, Captain, have you found a couple of offers in the last couple of days from those beautiful ladies, or are you already uh, hook, hooked up with somebody? No, I'm already, I've, I've got a girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> so I don't, no, I don't no. bother myself stuff like that. No, we have a 57% female listenership to this podcast, so that's just thrown all those ladies <laughs> off the trail. They're going to be very disappointed. <laughs> Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, I guess at the end of the day, Berger and Ruan, one of the things that we do need to say, um, this wouldn't have been possible without the support of FNB and as equally important, the fact that it's on television through the Supersport channel, um, which has brought that 16 million odd that you spoke about. Well, absolutely. Um, if, it, if it wasn't for FNB, you know, Suzuki... And all the other sponsorship partners that that we've had, um, the solo event wouldn't, wouldn't have taken place. It would be a huge loss for South African rugby. So we really appreciate that. And even in our small town, you know, we we, we got a sponsorship from Moimit Private Hospital this year, which uh, they supported us immensely. Um, and what they did for us, you know, from from the medical point of view and from the medical side. It's just absolutely fantastic. So we really, really appreciate that. And we're really thankful for all the sponsors and all the guys, Supersport, who made this, you know, this possible. So, Ruan, is there another season in you at the university or next year is there going to be a new captain of the, of the Eagles? Uh, unfortunately, I'm a bit old, so <laughs> this was my last year. So there okay. probably has, has to be a new captain, I guess. How can a man in his 20s say he's a bit old? I mean, come on, give him a lesson there. We need to teach him. And Berger, are you around next year? Um, yeah, no, hopefully I will be. Um, so looking forward to, to the new challenges. Um, trying to change the, the, the age of the Varsity Cup to 26 to keep hold of everyone. <laughs> uh, but I, I think I will get a bit of a, a comeback from the other universities. I, I think they've seen enough of him. So Absolutely. also wish him luck on his, on his endeavours in the future. Well, we will be looking out for Ruan Srichers, the captain of the Eagles and Berger van der Vestes and the head coach. Guys, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Once again, congratulations. That's tonight's From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. And we were in Varsity Cup action. That rocked. If you didn't see it, go watch the highlights on Supersport or on the internet or on YouTube or wherever. Uh, you certainly will enjoy it. As usual, be nice to each other. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.